to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I am Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. Keenan, let's get right to it. This is kind of an emergency pod. We're yep. going really quick. We're going to talk about uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, a.k.a. the Milwaukee Cucks. Uh, man, what an embarrassing performance the other night. A.k.a. Milwaukee <laughs> sucks. <laughs> right? All the puns we could do. Uh, <laughs> Keenan, it's, it's some time since that game, and I am still kind of in shock of what happened. Uh, this team, who won the championship in 2021 carried themselves like a team that not only never won the championship, but almost like a team that had never been in a big game before, period. Uh, Giannis specifically. Uh, I think... I've never seen anything Don't even like get it. me started on Coach Bud, because, uh, you know, my favorite... <laughs> my, buddy. <laughs> my favorite thing slash my biggest pet peeve when it comes to whether it's the NFL, the NBA, is bad coaching. It's funny to watch, but then sometimes it's absolutely infuriating. Uh, and the other night falls under the infuriating category. Um, but let's start before we get to Coach Bud, because I, I have plenty to say about him. Uh, let's just get to the game in general. Yeah. And I don't think we can talk about Game 5 without talking about Game 4, or even really the lead-up to this, right? So the, they're down 3-1 mainly. I don't even want to mm-hmm. say mainly because Giannis, because I do believe... Without Giannis, I think Milwaukee's a better team without Giannis, but I still think it's like an even matchup. You know what I mean? I think if Giannis never plays this series, it could be a six or seven game series, right? That would be my thoughts immediately, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let alone a five game series. So Giannis yeah. gets injured the first quarter of game one. I'm, I mean, we both came on here and basically said, like, no, there's no way they're losing game five. Like this, if the Miami, if Heat win, it's going to be in six after that game four. There was no way I thought this was even going to happen. But go on with what you're saying. To add to that, that Keenan, I, I looked right before tip off. I was like, let me see what the line is or, you know, what the money line is just to just to see. Because I'm so confident in the Bucks winning tonight. If they give me something, mm-hmm. you know, something close here, that's a great bet. No, Milwaukee was minus 800, an overwhelming favorite. So it wasn't even worth betting. So I'm like, all right. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was at work for some of this game or I believe... I was driving home. I can't remember, but I'm peeping in at the game, and I see it's pretty close. Anyway, but backstory, back to game one. Giannis out for three quarters of the game. They mm-hmm. lose. Jimmy Butler goes off. Whatever. You know, kind of freakish game one. We know Miami's comfortable playing Milwaukee. Yep. They've beat him in a series before. Okay. Game two, Milwaukee, I believe, is up by damn near 50 at one point. Damn near at least 40. Yeah, no, they. it was a route. Never close. Never close. Actually, the Heat kind of... Bring it back to respectability in the fourth quarter, but Bucks tie it up. 1-1. Game three, no Giannis. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Miami wins game three at home. Played with more energy. Blah, blah, blah. Game four, Giannis comes back. All that makes Giannis sense. comes back. I believe they're up double digits in the middle of the fourth quarter, much like game five. They cough it up. Terrible loss. They absolutely yep. cough it up, and you're like, damn, that's not good, but I still believe... Bad coaching, Bad coaching there, too. there too, but you're like, you know what? Jimmy was Jimmy was great. I mean, obviously, fifty six is fifty six. It's like seven off of the record ever. We've talked we talked about that. Jimmy Cooks. He he was ab- pod. he was but, absolutely um, the best player on the court that game. But you've got to call timeout there. You've got to call timeout to stop that run. You can't just let them go. I understand that 
you're treating your team as if they're a veteran team, which they are, but at the same time as a coach, you've got to know, okay, Jimmy is going nuclear right now. This Miami crowd is louder than it's probably been in like three years. Like, let's calm down, time out, cool down everything, and let's get going. No, we're just going to let it keep rolling, and then we're going to let the heat go up one. Which even then, like, whatever. Like, I agree it wasn't the greatest, but you still think you can salvage it. And they end up losing. Whatever. Jimmy Butler went off. Uh, it was a bad loss. It really was. But even then, I think people were still like, we're at least getting six games here. I think everybody, even after that bad loss, was like, okay, Milwaukee's going to take care of business and we'll at least get a game six in Miami and, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. And uh, yeah. this game was kind of up and down, game five. It was close at some points. Milwaukee pulled away at some mm-hmm. points. Uh, Bam Adebayo had a pretty good game. He actually played with touch around the basket. Jimmy started to get it going really in the fourth quarter. Like he should. You know, Jimmy really started hooping. Um, mm-hmm. And then it got close. And Jimmy just kept coming. Pause. But Jimmy just kept coming at him. You know what I mean? He kept kept firing away. Kept his shot kept falling. Kept falling more than it was the first three quarters. And then before you know it, it's a one possession game. And then Milwaukee looks kind of tight. They look, they look kind of scared. They look kind of scared. And by the way, at this point, by the time, <laughs> by the time Milwaukee, or sorry, by the time Miami ties the game up with, I want to say, maybe four minutes left when it really becomes a one possession game, Milwaukee's only made two shots, and they didn't make another shot until about the two minute mark. Yeah. Um, Giannis had a terrible night from the line, which happens with Giannis. He's uh. A slightly below average free throw shooter. He can range from terrible that night he was terrible to in the finals, as we've seen, he was great mm-hmm. at one point in a closeout game, which makes this game even more uh of a conundrum because like how? You know, what what we saw yeah. next within the last two minutes of this game was insane. So as I say, Jimmy Butler continues to rise as the best player to the point where he's just talking all kinds of shit to Drew Holiday, who I said would be my defensive player of the year, and he's torching him at some points. Um, (coughs) And then this is where we get to Giannis specifically and Coach Bud. All right? It becomes a nip-tuck game. Um, Jimmy Butler, he's getting whatever jump shot he wants because on any screen they're just going under, which I get is their, uh, their thing, especially with Brooke Lopez. But at some point... Specifically, when they're down two, I forget exactly what possession it was, where it was on the clock. This was later, later in the game, like probably the last minute. But there's a point where Miami's coming out of a timeout, down two, they got the ball. And I'm saying to myself, Jimmy Butler's shooting a three here. He wants to, he doesn't even want to go back to Miami. He's shooting a three. And what happens? They set a screen mm-hmm. on Brooke Lopez, man. Brooke Lopez drops, gives Jimmy Butler a three. He pulls up. Luckily, they don't make it from Milwaukee. End up not mattering. Um, but it's stuff like that where I'm sitting at home and I know Jimmy Butler shooting a three. And Coach, <laughs> Coach Bud's got Brooke Lopez in drop coverage again. And uh, it's just shit like that where I'm like, how how does this happen yeah. from a championship team? Um, I'll let you chime in here before I keep going. Because I could talk and talk and talk about this. So... Uh, uh, the series, as you said, you go through the entire series, game four. You got to win that game. But again, 
you're you can be you can semi live with game four. Jimmy did have fifty six, but again, that's a game that you gave up. But you're now going home. Two of the next three are at home. If you're thinking obviously from the Bucks mindset, you got to get to seven, of course. So two of the three are at home. This team, this game is exact. It went exactly as I thought it was going to go through three quarters, and then the fourth and overtime Madness. just threw everything out the window. I was talking with coworkers at work. I was talking with coworkers at work, and I was like, "There's no way the Bucks are going to lose this game. Miami's going to play them tough through three quarters. It's going to it's going to be a very tough game, but uh, basically, this is going to be a Bucks collective win. And Game Six, I feel, if they're going to win, it's going to have to be a Giannis, Jason Tatum esque. What I what I said because obviously last year. Giannis put up 44 and 20, but Jason Tatum said, I'm going to put up 46. The Celtics won that game in sixth in Milwaukee, then won the series. I thought he was going to have to do something like that because Jimmy was going to come with anything plus 35 easy. So that's what I, that was my men- mentality. And through three, it was great. So it's 102 86 after the third or a little bit into the fourth. But I'm going back and forth between that and the Warriors game. I have both of them on the computer and I'm able to like kind of sift and watch both of them at the same time every time I felt like I was watching the heat game throughout the second half they were doing bad and so I closed out of the game real quick because the Warriors Kings was in a good spot then they started to come back and so I tuned into the game again then the Bucks went back on a run so I was like can I not watch this game for the heat to do well so I clicked out of the game again just watching the Warriors Kings, obviously keeping tabs on the Heat game consistently. They come back, and it's now, I believe, a four-point game with around two minutes. I'm like, I can't, I can't help myself. I'm going to watch the rest of this game. My fandom and my superstitious fandom, I can't. I have to put that aside right now because I need to watch what is happening. And thank God I did because what happened was Giannis choked. I. What choked. is this? What I've Looked never, like a choke, I've like never a choke. seen someone so a choke. I've never seen someone so scared in my entire life to get the ball. Like I, I, me. If you would have subbed me into that position, fresh off the couch, I would not have been that scared to shoot two free throws. I promise you that to shoot two free throws. What I have made him, I'm not saying I would have made him just cold in that pressurized situation. Whatever, I just wouldn't have been that scared to catch the ball and go to the line. I have no idea what Giannis was doing in his head. No idea other than I I can't. His presser afterwards, fine. I'm fine with his mindset going into it because you compartmentalize it. However, obviously you're going to get through the rest of the game too. But I I do not know how that happened. I'm going to let you finish because then I want to go over the historical nature of what just happened in full. But you keep going. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, <laughs> it was as chaotic of an ending as I've ever seen to a game. I just want to say, like, I forget the exact amount. It might have even been up to the two-minute mark. I don't know. But as I mentioned earlier, there was a point where the Bucks had only made two field goals. Like, they went – Drew Holiday made a basket, I believe, with eight minutes left in the fourth, and they went some time without one. And uh, even mm-hmm. still, I felt like they were just going to pull it out, you know. I didn't get the feeling of they were tight yet. I just had that feeling of, oh, they're having a bad quarter at the worst time, but I still think they got enough talent here. Yeah. Um, you know, and then as shit keeps getting tighter, shit keeps getting thicker, Kevin Love fouls out on a 50-50 call. 
And he shout out to Jared Allen. He's, he guess it work for them too. Uh, Jared Allen said the lights were a little too bright for the Cavs. I guess that was the same thing for the once champion two years ago Milwaukee Bucks. But I don't know. Yeah, no, the lights were clearly too bright for them. But but yeah, Kevin Love fouls on a 50-50 call. First round. They get foul shots off that, and you're like, okay, that, that helps the Bucks. You know, Kevin Love played a great game for them. He was making threes, rebound the ball. Yeah. Great role player stuff. He did. Um, then. Yep. Giannis keeps missing free throws. They keep missing easy shots. Uh, man, I'm trying to get this chronologically all in order. Jimmy just keeps making shots, making threes left and right. Um, they eventually go down. Okay, so if if you're going if you're going uh, chronologically, we get to after that Kevin Love foul. Uh, you've got Gabe Vincent. Vincent comes down. He hits. Try to hit. I was like, Gabe Vincent hits the three, and then it's a one-point game. Yeah, Gabe Vincent hits the three, it's then a one-point game, and then the foul occurs, and then Drew Holiday goes to the line. He misses the first, he makes the second. So then it's 2.1 left on the clock, or somewhere around there. You completely skipped over the jump ball. Completely skipped over the jump ball there. there, jump yes, ball the led jump to ball, the Drew yes. Holiday. Wait, no, the jump Dr- ball was jump ball led to the Drew Holiday free throws. Yeah, okay, sorry, the jump ball to the, sorry, the jump ball. I feel like there was something the else Holiday, that I'm missing bad. in between. The jump there. ball led to the Drew I think Holiday. There's something else I'm missing in between there, but we'll get right to the jump ball. And you kind of already mentioned it, but yeah, jump ball happens. Already bizarre play. Uh, jump ball for the season. Saw a similar situation of this in the Hawks Celtics game, game five, where there was a crucial jump ball, and the Hawks. I don't know how they won this game after. I mean, we do, but. I mean, they let Rob Williams just get a wide-open dunk off a jump ball. It was pretty bad defensive communication, mm. whatever. This one, Bucks are up, falls right to Giannis, and as you said, he immediately just says, get this ball the fuck away from me. And this was the funniest part. I was talking with Tim Gray about this. Shouts yeah. to Tim. This was the funniest part to me that made it even more chaotic. Giannis throws the ball, just immediately gets rid of it, like short arms it too, just like that, right? And then, so Middleton makes an incredible save on the ball. But the best part about this is, for some reason... Yeah, he saved the season, essentially, For some the reason, the camera's still on, like, the weird, like, jump ball angle instead of just the wide angle. So all you see is Middleton crash into the camera, and then we don't know what happens after that. And then the next thing we know, a whistle's blown. Drew Holiday's yeah. going to the line. It's like, okay, all is right. And then, as you said, Drew Holiday misses one. He apparently couldn't handle the pressure. Makes the other. Heat down two. Uh, and here's where it gets weird. Everything started getting weird right here. Inbounds play. For some reason, Coach Budenholzer does not have his tallest players on the inbound or near the near the rim even. So Jimmy gets a clean opportunity to go one-on-one. And uh, to use a NFL reference here, I think Jimmy Butler got away with a clear offensive pass interference. I think that was... Very much an offensive foul. Oh, absolutely. I mean, at first, I thought it was a, a th- two-hand shove. When I watched it in live time, I thought he was the one that got hit, and that's why he fell over. But then actually watching the replay afterwards, I was like, he absolutely extended the arms and got away with an offensive pass interference. I'm good I don't with know. it. I'm good with it. Sure, yeah, I get it. The Bucks didn't do themselves any favors, but the more I look at it, the more obvious that is. It's not a, It's not a Jordan push-off situation where – Oh, his momentum's already going that way, and I'm going to give him a nudge. This was really a, I've got position here. 
he's leaning two hand push off. I don't know. The more I see it, the more I'm like, damn. But whatever. What happens after that? They tie the game. Incredible shot. Incredible shot. And I didn't even like blink at it because yeah, shit would already get, shit was getting stupid weird at that point. I'll you know, they were choking. Does. Well, just that, and it's the heat. The heat seemed to be mm-hmm. in these fucking situations. They somehow almost found their way in the finals last year after being down ten with like two minutes left in the game seven last year. Weird shit happens with Miami. Um, yeah. So then. He makes the basket. 0.5 is left. We find out Coach Bud has a timeout that he doesn't use. Could have used that as an alley-oop opportunity for Giannis. That's what I would have used it for. Didn't do it. Or a shot. Or a or shot. Anything you can get off a shot in You, you might be able to. It's a lot tougher, especially against Miami. I would personally do a lob to, you know, one of my seven-footers, Brooke Lopez or Giannis. Oh, you could have gotten – I'm just saying something, something. could have gotten something. off. Like, regardless, you have time with .5 you, to get a jump shot off. If not, you go to – you literally run the same exact play. <laughs> Pretty much. Just say, hey, Spolstra, great play. We're going to take the same thing, but we're going to use our 6'11 superstar athlete, and he's just going to touch the ball next to the rim and hope that it goes in. But and, that's all you had to do. And just if you want to say play. that's same irredeemable play. that he didn't use a timeout, Luckily, they got overtime, right? And they can kind of redeem themselves there. Mm-hmm. And what I saw throughout overtime was only on the Bucks, and I love Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday did himself no favors. I don't think he was necessarily scared, but he did miss that foul shot. He seemed to brick everything he shot. Whatever. I saw Brooke Lopez giving a shit. I saw Chris Middleton. Literally the only one, him and Brooke Lopez were the only two, and Wes Matthews, I'll throw on there. But from their main core, Middleton was the only one out there really trying to get it. Uh, Giannis wanted no parts of the ball, wanted no parts of the game. As I'm watching this, I'm having so many different emotions. I'm like, A, this feels like a... He had a few layups late because he just got so close to the rim that it was like, we're just going to put this up. He ended with 38 and 20. So like he ended with a really good game. But like when you obviously watch the game, it's we like, talking Giannis. Yeah, the stats were yeah. great, and he played. Yeah, Giannis ended with he 30. played great up until he up played, until he, yeah he crunch played time, pretty up until mm-hmm. crunch time. And what it reminded me of, like I said, a few things. One, I was feeling like yeah. it was an Eastern Conference Finals game. That's how thick the pressure was. Like you could feel it at your house. Um, yes, and then. Yes. What came to me, and we've talked about plenty of times on here how James Harden has no shows in the postseason, but he has no shows in the postseason. I was watching Giannis, and I'm like, and the Bucks mm. crumbling right in front of us, and I'm thinking to myself, this is exactly what it was like years ago when Braun used to go through this. When LeBron was going through his quote-unquote choking stage, this is what it was like. And it was one of those things, like, like when you're in love, you know when you're in love, right? Like you don't, you don't got to question it. You know, when you know you're seeing a choke job in front of you, because I've seen people talk about, oh, this star choke, this star choke. No, 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 no. What Giannis did the other night, what the Bucks did the other night, that was a choke job like I haven't seen in a while. And uh, it was much like the LeBron ones from 10, 13 years ago, because, man, like, it was really like that. Played great throughout the entire game, and then just a few plays late where you're just like shied away from. Like you just the moment seemed like he didn't want to embrace. And we've been so it. far removed. So, and it, and the thing about it was we've been so far removed from the mm-hmm. LeBron ones. Like he Absolutely. he's come so far and away from that. He's had so many great classic games and clutch moments since then. You almost forget about it, but when it was happening, I'm like, oh, holy shit! This is exactly 
what it was like, you know, a decade plus ago with LeBron. This is exactly what it looked like. And that was before LeBron got a ring. This is Giannis after a ring in a first round game. Um, and they started getting tight. That's what that's the one part about this that it's makes weird. it so if you take out the Bucks 2020-2021 season, this would all like make more 20s. sense. But when you add in the fact that they had a play, but when you add in the fact that they had a playoff run, they went to the finals. They're down in the finals. Giannis has one of the greatest, one of the greater blocks in NBA history. He puts up a fifty and twelve in a closeout game six and hit his foul shots. Like you, all of that happened and made foul shots. So you look at everything. So you're like, okay. Um, his question marks going into those seasons because he was coming off of losing to the Heat. So question marks coming into and this um, and lost to the Raptors those last two years. Okay, so can he make free throws down the stretch? Can he play clutch moments? Is he able to be in the game in the late fourth quarters? Is the moment too big? Answered everything. Then this happened. You're Makes like, no wait, sense. what? Also, like to me, it's an aberration more so than like who Giannis is as a person. But my God, like what? Aberration, like but I've just it? never. And then we're we haven't even mentioned yet. How, how does Grayson Allen? Um, shout out to my guy Grayson Allen, but not right now. I was what? There. You don't get a I shot off. There. You don't see the. Well, clock. it's not even. It's right I don't there. even blame. Sorry, I don't even blame Sorry. him. Sorry, I don't. I don't, I don't even bad. blame him. Uh, I'll get there because adding layers to this. I blame four people on that play, but or three people on that play. Adding layers to this, though, I mentioned Kevin Love fouls out. Bam fouls out in overtime, or the fourth, I can't remember. And then Kyle Lowry fouls, fouls out. Mm-hmm. That's three-year top five. Over Three-year top five. So even though this is all yeah. in the middle of Milwaukee choking, panicking, losing their shit, everyone but Middleton and Brooke Lopez and Wes Matthews, right? It's all in the middle of that. And even still, like Miami's just holding it on a platter for them. Milwaukee didn't take it. Uh, and then we get a one-possession game, right? It's a two. They won by two, Miami. Of course. And this, uh, is, yeah, and this was the most yeah. fireable offense. I would have fired Coach Bud before he even made it to the locker room. I would not have let him into the locker room. I would have fired him. I would have said, find your way out of the arena. We'll, we'll send your stuff to you. He has two timeouts, Keenan. I can't, I've never seen this in my life. He has two timeouts. Not one, Keenan. He has two timeouts and at least 10 seconds left. And they dribble out the clock. They... Like once you start going south, once once you see your team's see, getting confused, like it's called quick thirty. It's called quick thirty. You got two of them. You got two of them, and he didn't even use one. They dribbled off the clock. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought Absolute. it was noteworthy. I believe it was Greg Anthony as the color commentator. Maybe it was Jim Jackson. I don't remember. I just remember them dribbling up the floor. I think it was Jim Jackson. And as Giannis is dribbling it up, he's like, they need to give it to Chris Middleton. And I'm like, damn, like you know what I mean? Like the best player in the league formally has the ball Mm -hmm. in his hands and he's talking about give it to Chris Middleton and it's true he was the only one really who was equipped to take that shot right boom anyway like you said they swing the ball heat are playing great defense ends up in Grayson Allen's hands and they dribble out the clock never seen this in my life with two timeouts in your pocket uh I just think that's a fireable offense I can't believe he's still the coach of the team right now I would have fired him I'm fine they should be on the phone with Nick Nurse right now. I can't believe. And this is a guy who, like, Bucks fans desperately wanted fired before they won it. And then uh, he kind of he gets cachet because they Listen. win it. 
which is great. Sorry, I'm talking over you here, but like I just I'm fascinated yeah. by it because he really is. No, no, you're good. You're he good. He really you're is good. a stubborn coach. No, no, I have a lot of. T- you're he is good. a stubborn you're coach. Good. He has a reputation for being a stubborn coach, uh-huh. but like he didn't even try to send a double at Jimmy Butler. Uh, we saw the Celtics last night. They double Trey Young. Um, he didn't even try to switch the drop coverage. He didn't even try to put pressure on Jimmy. He didn't even use timeouts, as we've said. He didn't. There's a lot he did not do. And like I said, he didn't put someone near the rim uh, on the Jimmy Butler catch. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's one thing when it's. He had a lot of questions going. I mean, other than this just championship year, but go on. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just don't understand. I really don't understand how an NBA coach can make such simple decisions or not make the simple decisions, I should say. You know, uh, it's one thing. This is what I was going to say, actually. It's one thing when it's the shit we don't, we can't pick up on, you know, as that maybe NBA players and coaches can. It's mm-hmm. one thing when they're not making the adjustments there and maybe we don't catch on and, yeah. you know, everyone else sees it. That's at a higher sophistication of basketball. But when it's something everybody at home can see, like two timeouts, uh, matchups, not doubling the best player, the only player who can really create their own shot in Miami, that kind of shit, I don't care if you got a ring or not, you got to go home. Uh, I would, like I said two minutes ago, I would be on the phone with Nick Nurse right now. Like, I can't believe he's still hired. I really can't. I can't, I would have fired Coach Bud immediately after the game. Can't believe it. Uh, just so there are a few things. Well, one, coaching wise, we said I've said the same thing about football too. If I can do it on Madden or Two K and it makes complete easy sense, then I probably should be able to do it in a game. Like, I am perfectly fine, and I actually like it. When coaches allow the players to make last minute, last second decisions and decide not to call a timeout when you've got time, that was actually how Curry hit his big three. I know there's a lot of situations to where you don't get a set defense, you don't get the best defensive players because sometimes their offensive lineups in preparing for a timeout. That is great. So I'm fine with Giannis taking the ball up with 9.8 and going up the floor. The second he gets double teamed, the ball gets to Chris Middleton, and things with six se- 5.5 seconds are chaotic. Should have called timeout. Here, timeout. Hey, let's call something instead of instead of throwing it to Grayson Allen. And Grayson Allen, buddy, you played for Duke. You at least you have you have two seconds on the clock. At least throw something at the ras- basket. If you miss it. Whatever. At least put something up at the basket. Coach K. I did can't not blame him because he got the at all. I, I can't promise blame him because he got the ball with maybe. No, I'm, two, oh, he, I'm gonna. Got, I'm not. I'm he not got the blaming ball with Maybe him. two seconds left in a chaotic situation where they should have. Where any. I would like to think any coach I'm, other than Bud, but nine coaches out of ten would have called the timeout somewhere in there. Uh, I can't blame him for that. You're and you're right. I'm not. I'm not putting the game on. Not it. the game. I'm not but putting I'm saying like the game on Grayson Allen. But what I'm saying is, at least get a shot up at the basket. Because in your mind, you should know. Okay, things are really getting down. We only got like two seconds. One dribble, pull up. If you make it, cool. If you miss it, we live with that. But at least get a shot at the rim. You've been playing basketball for a while. That is all I'm saying about Grayson. G- Grayson. And I'm a fan of Grace, and I always take, have been. I'll take but this time. He just needs to get a shot at the rim. Bud, wh- what are we doing I'll take this time here? right before we close here with some quick you predictions. Are. I just want to take this time to compare that moment to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Someone like Kobe, someone like LeBron, someone like Carmelo Anthony, 
just to mm-hmm. name some names. If they get the ball in Grayson Allen's situation, yeah, they'll know what to do with it. So that's why I don't blame Grayson Allen because greater players will know what to do. Mm-hmm. Now where I want to compare Kobe, I mentioned LeBron with his, his once upon a time choking uh, episodes in the playoffs, right? Because it happened in pretty much back-to-back-to-back to back to back yeah. years, 09, 2010, and 2011, all right? 2009, the stats look a little different, but whatever. We're not really talking about Brown. Oh uh, nine, I wouldn't give it as much. He didn't much. really step on the. He didn't really assert. But yeah, I was gonna say he didn't really assert himself the way maybe one Dwayne Wade did. Um, but him and Giannis, and more so Giannis, because this is who we're talking about. This is the game. He didn't want the ball. LeBron used to not want the ball. Kobe, who might not have had the best shooting percentage in the clutch, actually in Game Seven where they won in 2010 against the Celtics, he shot terrible that game, but he was shooting. Right, like you at least want your best player going down shooting. Gasol kind of saved him. Artest made that three, um, but you never had to worry about Kobe being yeah. afraid. He would at least shoot the ball, right? And matter of fact, we got on Kobe, or I should say, the NBA yeah. world got on Kobe one year when against the Suns, he was in a game seven and he refused to shoot, being a, being selfish in a different way. You know, he was trying to prove a point in a different way. He didn't even shoot in the second or in the fourth quarter of a game yeah. or something like that. Maybe he only attempted two shots. And people got to... In game seven against the Suns, he shot two times in the second okay. half. And it was all to prove a point. I believe that was what happened. He just refused to And people to got shoot on him because it's like, hey, you didn't even... Yeah. You know, like, you didn't even shoot the ball, let alone try, right? And uh, with Giannis, he was scared yeah. to shoot the ball. With Harden, he won't even try to shoot the ball. In these moments, that's why I'm very interested to see how uh, this this series with the Celtics go because this is probably Embiid's best chance so far to win. Uh, maybe other than the Atlanta year when they lost to Atlanta, that's that was probably actually his best chance. But uh, they're gonna have a great chance. I think the second mm-hmm. round is gonna be incredible. Um, that might be the best first first round, and we're still in the first round. We still got two games tonight. Um, this might be the best quality of first round basketball I've seen, just from yeah. top to bottom. Um, We've got Warriors Kings game six tonight. Yeah, it's it, you tell the de- league's getting deeper. Yeah, and it was just the matchups that we ended up with. We didn't really end up with any lopsided matchups. Uh, funny enough, the one one of the ones that was supposed to be kind of lopsided, at least or somewhat competitive, was Milwaukee Miami. You know, I think everyone would have said six games at the most for that one. You know, especially after Hero went out. Yeah, maybe with Hero, everyone goes okay. Yeah, five or six games, competitive, blah blah blah. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, top to bottom, aside from the Philly-Brooklyn one, we've had great basketball. And even that one was pretty competitive for a four-game sweep. But, uh, you know, Celtics pull it out against Atlanta last night. But Memphis versus mm-hmm. L.A., going back to L.A., LeBron didn't play the greatest game five. Anthony Davis had a pretty pretty good game five. Josh showed out. Memphis did what they had to do. What's your prediction mm-hmm. for the late game first? Um, so two things, uh, before I want to go through something real quick, but I can do that after my prediction for tonight is I think the Lakers do pull it out. I believe LeBron has a pretty good game. I think it's going to be more of a fourth quarter LeBron effort throughout three. He's going to try to get everyone else involved, but I do have, I do have both games tonight being closed out. So I have the Warriors winning tonight. 
uh, eight, and then I have the Lakers winning tonight afterwards. So buy both games. Okay. Ending about both series ending tonight, and then that series I think will be starting on Sunday. Or maybe I think the game sevens would be Sunday. So I'm not really sure. So yeah, they game sevens would be Sunday. So it makes sense if the series would be Sunday or usually Sunday or Monday. Usually they do game game seven or game one. So my guess is they would start Sunday. Uh, We got Denver, Denver. We got Denver and Phoenix, a heavyweight matchup starting Saturday night. Uh, Philly and Boston, that's a heavyweight matchup that starts Monday. And then if we get Lakers Warriors, that's a heavyweight yep. matchup. Um, listen. And then we got. No, go ahead. Oh, what's there? What's up? I was gonna say I have one. I have one thing that because I know you got to get out of here soon. I have one thing I want right. to quickly run through. Then I'll do. And my I wanted quickly just it's gonna be go very ahead. quick doing so. The. Uh, um. It just it's about uh Bucks Heat. There's been six times ever that the eight seed has beat the one seed. The first time was the Nuggets in 93-94. They beat the Sonics in five in an or in a in a do or die game seven in overtime. They lost to the Jazz next round. Next one was the Heat in '99. They lost to the Knicks. They were but that was a lockout season. Only six games between them record wise. Next one was the we believe Warriors lost to the Mavericks. In my beat opinion, that one's going to be the worst one of all time. Sorry, the, the, sorry. The We Believe Warriors beat the Mavericks. The sixty-seven and fifteen, they had Dirk as an MVP. Then the Grizzlies beat the uh, Spurs. That was a series where Manu hurt his elbow. Um, so that Spurs team was a little hampered, but still, that was the grindhouse. Uh, Grizzlies they beat the Spurs. The year after that, Rose got injured. Game one, the Sixers beat them. That was Drew Holiday, Andre Iguodala, Evan Turner, and them. And then this one, and that was also a lockout I the season Bulls won as well. That series, no? The uh, Bulls won. Hmm. No, Bulls, they lost that series in six. And then the Celtics beat the, um, beat the Sixers in seven, and then they ended up losing to the Heat. Oh, no, wait, sorry, not losing to the Heat, but they beat the Sixers in seven next round. Yeah, no, they lost to the Heat. What am I talking about? Mm-hmm. They lost to the Heat at first. But my point by saying all of this is, in my opinion, going through those five, the Mavericks would have been the worst one like and like the biggest upset wise because they were 67 and 15 65 wins is like a pinnacle plus for great great teams they had the MVP and then they lost to that Warriors team they got hot at the end of the season they won like 16 of their last 21 and then this one I know there's only a 14 game gap between but they were championship level teams a championship level with the best player in the world arguably which I feel like that title can now be up for grabs grabs but yeah, up for grabs. And every other series went at least six. Well, technically, other ones went five, but that was when there was five-game series. So it was like, technically, they're game sevens. There was do-or-die games, or they went six. This one ended up in five. I understand Giannis was out, but this one ended in five. This might be the worst one ever. I think and this is worse than the Mavericks one. Listen, if there's multiple people who can become the best player. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I, it, those would be the two that I'd have right there. I understand the Sonics and Nuggets one would be there too because that was the year Mike left, so like the league's open. At least and that's a five game series. I'm surprised it didn't well, happen more in a five game series. But I guess it'd be easier for the first mm-hmm. seed too. Yeah, so. no, I was gonna say that was the first time it had ever happened. I believe it was. They came back from. It also, it was kind of. A, it was a huge choke job on the Sonics because they were up two zero and then they lost the next three. But, but anyways, 
<laughs> so, um, the Bucks. I think this might be the worst one ever. This one or the Mavericks. I know we're, it's not like prisoner of the moment kind of thing. Like they lost. That's in a big five. thing. They lost in five, and they have the Giannis favorites. and the Heat were banged up. Uh, the difference would be I'll, I'll, they lost. They lost uh, Oladipo and I'm gonna be Hero. quick here. They. Here's the one thing, because I remember watching the We Believe series, and like I love that team. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah. They were a matchup problem for the Mavericks because mm-hmm. they went small. They went Nelly Ball, uh, you know, Don Nelson being their coach. But they had talent. They had Baron Davis. They had yeah. Monte Ellis, Steven Jackson, Al Harrington, Matt Barnes. Like They had quality players, and they were all just speed players. And Baron Davis yep. super underrated. Like Baron Davis can win you a series. He's that good of a point guard, right? Um, so... They had enough talent to beat the Mavericks. The Heat have don't even have talent. They have no business winning in five, right? They might as well have swept. They really might as well have swept. Like, they had no business winning in five. If you tell me the Heat win in six, I'm thinking, like, if I never watched the series, and you tell me the Heat win in six, I would have to say Giannis got injured some games, which is what happened this series, and they still won in five. That's that's crazy. And even then, I would still say, okay, the Bucks should have won that series, not watching, you know, but... You know, I would think if the Heat were to win this series, it would be mm. in seven or in an insane game six that, you know, something crazy had to happen. But, no, it was something crazy, but it was game five, and the Bucks yeah. absolutely choked. Now, insane this is terrible. That, this is terrible. The best player in the – Formally. I was about to say, best player in the world title is now – Completely up for grabs. Formally. So, I was going to say, Giannis – and it's up for grabs. And it's not even the fact that he just lost in the first round. It has, it literally has to do with how he lost. Like when I saw just this and I like, I can't no, I just can't be, I mean, and before I was, I'd always say he was the best, like over this last like year and a half, but now you've got someone like Jokic. He goes on a deep playoff run. He shows how great he is. Yeah. Embiid, who's going to be the MVP, presumably going to be the MVP. He might go on a deep playoff run now, especially because, Whomever gets bought, if this whoever wins that series probably should get to the finals because they're going to be playing an inferior team regardless. But we saw the Heat play, we see how the Knicks play. You've got Steph, Finals MVP last year, going through this year with this team. He's also up there for grabs. Kevin Durant, if he's able to make this team of five get to the finals and win, it's like okay, is Kevin Durant really, like so? There's multiple players that I would say are there. Yeah, it's open for anybody. It's open for anybody. Like, it's just I don't feel good. I don't feel it, great about it's it's really I don't open. I feel great I've about got, any team. Uh I'm very excited for the second round. I cannot wait for this Heat Knicks matchup. Uh I'm now I'm now eager for that wing of the second round cuz we knew Philly and Boston was going to be a great series, but now you know, it was either going to be Knicks Bucks where I thought it was going to yeah. be a six game series, you know, a knockdown drag out like the Knicks kind of push them kind of thing. Uh, but now that it's Knicks Heat, man, that's I would expect seven games. It's going to be a great series. It's going to be a throwback to you, the two thousands. It's a coin toss. Wait. It's a coin toss wait. series. Uh, nothing's going to be easy the rest of the way. Um, it's a coin toss series. But back to tonight's games, uh, I'm going to roll with. I'm rooting for Game Seven. I think I had the Lakers in seven. I did. So yeah. I'm rooting for that. I would lean again towards, like you said, mm-hmm. I kind of lean towards the Lakers, especially since LeBron kind of took the night off the other night. I feel like he's going to go for the kill tonight. Uh, but I think the Grizzlies yeah. are equipped to at least combat yeah. it. 
Uh, they're still missing their size, but they've shown they can beat this Lakers team, uh, especially if they bring the energy early. It's going to be tough. I think you're going to get the Lakers' best shot tonight. So They're going to need a special job tonight to win. Sure, and he was he was incredible the other night. So I think they got enough to combat yeah. it, but it all depends when these runs come. Because um, I do think if the Lakers got up early, the, the Grizzlies could find their way back, but we'll see. Uh, I think the Kings, because I thought this series was going seven as well. I think if this was the case, the Kings would have needed to win in game five. So I feel less great about this series going to seven. I really do think the Warriors are going to close it out tonight. But I'm rooting for the Kings. So I'm a Kings fan. I'm a Grizzlies fan tonight. Uh, but I do think the Grizzlies-Lakers has a better chance of going seven than Warriors-Kings. But phenomenal series. And yet... I would agree with I would agree and, with that. Uh, I f- it sucks because I'm watching most of the Warriors Kings game. It's a great game. I'm watching Bucks Heat on my phone, and then as it gets to four minutes, I believe the Warriors game is probably around the ten minute mark in the fourth quarter. I can't really remember, but I'm like, all right, let me put let me put the Heat Bucks on the big screen, and then it never left. So I like the uh, the Warriors game. The Warriors Kings game was on my phone, but like. The insanity of the Heat Bucks was going on to where I couldn't even like I couldn't even pay attention to what was going on in crunch time of the Warriors Kings because of what was going on in Bucks Heat. So thank you for that, NBA. Uh, the scheduling has been at times atrocious, I, I, but I, that's going to get better now yes, in the second it was round. Great. So we'll let it slide. But yeah, I cannot wait. This is going to be a great weekend of basketball starting tonight. I was say no, you're. I was like, because I have it split screen. I had a split screen and I was just locked in on the Heat game, but every time out I'd be able to watch the Warriors game a little bit, and so I saw like your pivotal moments down the stretch because the Heat game got done and there was like two and a half minutes left in the Warriors Kings game, so I was able to watch like the last last part like in depth, but throughout the other part it was just like what's happening here, and then I tune into <laughs> Grayson Allen like yeah. But it's great. It's been a great playoff so far. Say the least. I've it's loved been it. Go. It's been insane. I mean, to say I the cannot, least. I cannot wait. I love for, it. This Heat Knicks season, the Heat or the Knicks are going to be getting to the conference finals. If you would have told me that two weeks ago, I would have thought you were crazy. It's going to be a classic series. We're going to get a lot of. We're going to get plenty been, more classic moments. We should, will barring be. injury, because we've seen how injury can do. But yeah, no, I think. I think we're set up for a great Pat playoffs. Riley might come down and coach again. Yes, yeah, the Pat Riley Bull, Heat and Knicks. So <laughs> Pat might come. Yeah, he might come down and coach right, again. We, they might get Jeff Van Gundy. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> they might just get him on the sideline. But you, we've got to get out of here. Keenan was great talking to you. Can't wait to review these games from the past or from the upcoming weekend. Uh, Warner Absolutely. Brothers Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, watch on YouTube, follow on IG. Twitter, Facebook, whatever, wherever we're at. Stream, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know where we're at. Peace. Keenan, great talking to you. We're out of here.